It's Thursday, October 1, 2020. I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. So would I. Green News Report special coverage. A surprise discussion about climate change at the first 2020 presidential debate in Cleveland, Ohio. All of those surprises and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Here's the talking deal. about the hey, Green New Deal. That dumbest, is not... Most ridiculous. That is not where aeroplanes are out of business, where two-car systems are out, where they want true. to take out the cows. Not, no, they don't want to take out the cows. This is your Green News Report. And it's not $2 billion or $20 billion, as you said. I'm, it's $100 trillion. I'm, no, it is not. You are so full of shit. Okay, Desi Doyen, it was a surprise. We were told what the topics would be for the first presidential debate. Climate change was not on Chris Wallace's list. But sure enough, it was a nice, long segment on climate change. Yeah, with a record hurricane season and a record deadly wildfire season in the West, costing the U.S. hundreds of billions of dollars in economic losses in just the last month alone. Yeah, Climate Hawks had criticized debate moderator Chris Wallace for omitting that climate crisis from his official list of topics. And apparently Chris Wallace heard the complaints. Apparently he did. He surprised everyone with an 11-minute discussion on climate change. I believe it was the longest and most substantive on climate ever in a general election presidential debate. I believe you are correct. That's not saying much, of course, but it was still pretty good. But before we turn to the debate, first, keep in mind that climate scientists say humans are responsible for all of the global warming observed since the 1950s. And they say that swift, sustained action will be required over the next 10 years and beyond if we are to have a chance at avoiding the worst impacts of man-made climate change. Wallace began by noting the record wildfires in the West, Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord, and his rollbacks of President Obama's environmental and climate regulations. Trump conflated climate change with air and water pollution, raising the question of whether he even understands what man-made climate change is. And of course, he took credit for Obama's emissions-cutting policies. What do you believe about the science of climate change, and what will you do in the next four years to confront it? I want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful, clean air. We have now the lowest carbon. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. He doesn't know the difference between pollution and carbon emissions, does he? On the third attempt, Trump finally answered. Do you believe that that human pollution, gas, greenhouse gas emissions contributes to the global warming of the planet? I think a lot of things do, but I think to an extent, yes. I think to an extent, yes. But I also think we have to do better management of our forests. To an extent, yes. He sort of agrees. Yes. But then we have to take care of our forests somehow that that's climate change. Which it is driven by climate change, but no. It doesn't cause climate change. Wallace pressed on. But, sir, if you believe in the science of climate change, why have you rolled back the Obama clean power plan, which limited carbon emissions in power plants? Why have you relaxed? Because it was driving energy prices through the sky. Which, of course, is false. Renewable energy is now on par with or cheaper than fossil fuels for electricity. And Trump's rollbacks of mileage and emission standards for cars will actually result in more traffic deaths, not fewer, as Trump falsely claimed. Wallace then turned to Vice President Joe Biden. He gave a great summary of Biden's comprehensive climate policies, 
but unfortunately couched it in conservative false framing of climate action versus the economy. You propose $2 trillion in green jobs. You talk about new limits, not abolishing, but new limits on fracking, ending the use of fossil fuels to generate electricity by 2035, and zero net emission of greenhouse gases by 2050. And it includes upgrading 4 million buildings, weatherizing 2 million homes over four years, building 1.5 million energy-efficient homes. So the question becomes, some, I think some people who support the president would say that sounds like it's going to cost a lot of money and hurt the economy. What it's going to do is going to create thousands and millions of jobs. It's going to make the economy much safer. Look how much we're paying now to deal with the hurricanes. We spend billions of dollars now, billions of dollars on floods, hurricanes, rising seas because of global warming. There's so many things that we can do now to create thousands and thousands of jobs, not only not costing people jobs, creating jobs. Biden did miss an opportunity to explain his plans for a just transition for fossil fuel industry workers and low-income households in transitioning to a clean economy. Polls show that the vast majority of voters want climate action. And for the first time in a general election presidential debate, Americans finally got to hear a little of what the candidates will do or not do about the climate crisis. It was an insane debate. But who would have thunk uh, with Donald Trump in a debate and Chris Wallace of Fox News hosting that we'd have an actual discussion about our climate crisis, no matter how insane that discussion actually was. For much more on this and all of the stories we couldn't cover today because of it, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I- 